Hi, I'm Victoria Alcina, and this is SEO in 2024. Victoria, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? My number one SEO tip for 2024 is to build your own prompt libraries using AI and the voice and the instructions that your different clients needs to produce the different uh, samples or different uh, content typologies that they use. Okay, so why does an SEO need to do this? Is um, AI not evolving so rapidly that perhaps something that you do today won't necessarily be required in a month's time? The truth is that the AI now cannot do that. So I don't know uh, if in a week's time we will have uh, an AI that can automatically act like a client. Yeah, and how they write the tone of voice, the unique selling proposal. It is possible, but I can only talk from my perspective of today. And so far, I haven't seen any uh, AI that does that. You can certainly use the uh, link reader plugin in GPT-4 that allows you to read different URLs and therefore you can tell, write like this client, here are some samples, but you still need the samples. Okay, great. And what does a great prompts library actually look like? The prompt libraries that I'm working with clients have, well, are instructions that are aimed to produce their most popular content typologies faster. For example, this tends to be a newsletter intro. Social media, social media, probably uh, the most important platform B2B is LinkedIn. So your LinkedIn prompts, how would you write about a topic? What's your tone of voice? How does this brand uh, talk to their audience on LinkedIn? And for that, you need to define the audience, obviously. It's not the same a, a client of mine that is in crypto compliance that a client of mine that is in automation testing. Developers and, and compliance officers talk in a different way. Uh, another very popular uh, content typology would be product pages. So different clients uh, talk to about the client differently, the CTI, the, the way that the CTA displays the unique selling proposal is different. So product pages is another one. Uh, press releases is something that uh, they do a lot. And certain kind of reports or guides also. If you have the ultimate guide to crypto compliance or the ultimate guide to automation testing, that will look quite different. And yeah, so guides, blogs, uh, LinkedIn post products, uh, maybe some other kind of report or yeah, monthly report research and other kind of guides. So this is the type of content that you would produce using GPT-4? This is the kind of content that I would have prompts for in my client uh, library. Okay, so distinct prompts for each individual type of content. Yes, exactly. Because it's a different, it's a different, uh, it's a different, the output is different. A LinkedIn post is different from a quarterly report or from a, the ultimate guide too. And where would you keep this library and how often would you hone the prompts? Well, this uh, library could be, the most basic form could be a Google Doc or within Notion, you could host this library. It's, a, it's basically a Word doc. And how often would you update the prompts? I think it depends on the client's needs. You have to, evidently, it's very hard that the prompt is, uh, has, is 100% the first time 
that you try it, you have to refine it up to the point where the client is happy with it. And then we uh, iterate and we use it for one or two months. And then if the client has a certain feedback, we can incorporate the feedback to this, to this uh, prompt. So obviously, obviously always tell the client that you're using AI to create their content. Well, it's in the agreement with them. We are not just uh, sneaking it on the back and say, hey, we are going to produce all of this for you. It's a, it's a joint effort. There is a joint decision to say the kind of content that you have to be producing all the time. We can create a model, a framework and a prompt that will uh, help you speed up the process. So, so do you try and suggest prompts to the clients or do you sit down with them to try and brainstorm what the ideal prompts would be? Yes, exactly. So in order to create those prompts, uh, I sit with the client and I ask them what are the content, uh, if there is any piece of content that they have, it's not that they have issues that they don't like doing or that they feel that it takes a lot of time and they could be doing something else that is more valuable. For example, newsletter intros, clients that I, I really don't like that, doing them. It takes me a lot of time. It takes me away from things that uh, are more important that would deliver more value to, to the business. Can you help me create one so I don't have to? And you use these prompts at the beginning of each conversation that you have with AI? It depends on how the prompt is structured. If you need to give examples, you can give them before or after, but the, the prompt has instruction for that. And priming the AI, that's, that's a nice, interesting phrase there. So this priming process, is that something like, imagine that you are this kind of person with this amount of experience, with this kind of personality? Is, is that priming the AI? Priming the AI could be effectively, as you say, uh, act like. Act like this persona, and this persona has a lot of attributes and a lot of contents. But more, more important uh, than that, I think, is giving examples. So I was talking about this client that wanted to automate the process of creating newsletter intros. For that, I need three, five, 10 examples of the introductions that they like. And if they don't have their own, I can say, okay, give me, uh, if you are following, if you're subscribed to any of your competitors newsletter, give me five that you like. And I think that is, that is a bit more important than even saying act like. Because if you, pro if you give examples, the AI would say, in these examples, I noticed that the tone of voice is this, that they are talking about a certain matter in an informal way, in a formal way, uh, casual. It can infer a lot of things from the example itself. And I think that's better than the act-like instruction. And is this just GPT-4 you're talking about or is it other, other, other AI software? So you can create your own prompts in different platforms. For example, Jasper has this and WriteSonic has the ability to create your own prompt. And they have had this functionality for a long time. Uh, I mostly use ChatGPT because it's the most flexible of all. And you can use them with the plugin AIRPM and you can save it. It's a collection of prompts. It's a plugin that uh, connects to Chrome is an extension and it gives you a collection of prompts. So if you save it there, you can then send the link to the client. The client doesn't even have to see the prompt if you don't want that. And just to clarify, so your use of giving an example, so you would maybe, would you share a link to the example or would you just copy and paste the example into the conversation? It depends on the length of the example. I think that giving a link 
many times it's faster because you could give the link to 10 Google Docs and each Google Doc would ha could have many pages or well, 10 client pages that have 3,000 words each. If you try to copy and paste that same amount of content, it might um, stop working. And if you've initiated a conversation, if you've given an example and then the AIs come back with another example of a newsletter that you're happy with, can you then just leave it there and then go back to the same conversation two weeks later and then start it up again without prompting the act-like personality again and just assume that it's going to give you a similar structured newsletter again? Well, I have had different results with that approach, actually. Uh, I think that when it's reading or is using a file that you upload, it tells you that it has to upload everything again. At least that last week it was this week, today's Monday, and I haven't, and I haven't tried. Maybe to this week there is something new. But whenever uh, you use called interpreter for, uh, to, let's say that the, the information that you, that is part of the, the priming is within a spreadsheet, you would have to redo the process. It actually tells you that it has to run everything again to get to the same point. And do you talk about the downsides, if any, about using AI to your clients? And if so, what do you say? Well, the downsides to use AI, well, first of all, uh, these prompts many times requires a lot of iterations. I think that we have to use our time wisely, right? It's like, okay, how long does it take you to write the newsletter intro? Because to, to have a prompt that looks excellent might take me, I don't know, five to 10 hours. Is this something that you want to spend your budget on? Or would you rather have, have me spend that time on something else? Besides that, sometimes uh, the AIs can seem repetitive or use words that the client would generally uh, use. We can, again, uh, take those words uh, and, and, and put them as instructions, like avoid using these terms or avoid using these. And obviously, there is a, the, the little problem we have with fact-checking, which we all know in AI. AI hallucinates, AI makes up things, and that cannot happen in it's certain industries that are regulated, right? If I, if I write the product pages for a solicitor, that has to be uh, errors. Can They can get suspended if they have errors, uh, if I say something that they don't do. So uh, manual checking, fact checking has to happen 100%. It's part of the quality control process. So you can enhance the tone of voice by continually adding new prompts to ensure that it doesn't maybe use certain phraseology that doesn't sound like the client. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do that. And do you ever use additional software to rewrite what the initial AI has produced? So GPT, um, would you take the content produced from there and then put it into another software tool to attempt to sound more human-like? So I have used a page rewriter in the past. Uh, and it has an option to make it sound more human-like. And uh, I haven't used it, I would say, in the last three months, so maybe there has been big changes to that tool. But I think that when we do manual checking, many times uh, a content writer or anyone that works with the product itself will add uh, words that are not, are not what the, the AI would do. That gives it a layer that it sounds a bit more human at least for Google, in terms of the patterns, 
because what AI does is to copy, is to give you the, the word that is most likely to follow after another word, right? So uh, when a human comes in, most of the times it interrupts that pattern. And that reads more human-like. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? Well, I think that many times NCOs, particularly freelancers or consultants, we try to do everything ourselves. So the first thing would be to outsource uh, and outsource with another SEO or with a BA, which is something I have been doing in the last month. Uh, I'm unable to do all of the things that I have to do in my web. I have outsourced my social media. I have outsourced um, a small task, a manual task, and partnering with another SEO consultant that, that would help me deliver different services. And besides that, what I'm trying to do is to automate the manual and repetitive processes using tools like Zapier. I think it's a Zapier. I pronounce it in a Latin American way. Zapier. Okay. I, I, many people in the UK pronounce it Zapier, but that's another story. Zapier. Zapier. Well, in Cordoba, where I'm from, they will call it Zapier. This is going down a, a rabbit hole, but I, I believe that in the States, um, it, it is Zapier because the initial strap line was Zapier makes you happier. Oh, right. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. So we were talking about automation tools. Uh, call it Zapier, call it IFTTT. I don't know if you pronounce it that way. It's fine. Make a, in Tabermat is now make.com. And you can uh, have a trigger, uh, an event that uh, you can use, uh, for example, an RSS feed or Haro queries, for example, that could be a Haro email, uh, daily email could be a trigger. And then you have a JGPT module, which can receive instructions from that trigger, creates something with that output. In the case of Haro, for example, we know that um, this is a resource that SEO people use a lot. and it's very hard to uh, reply to journalist requests every day. It's very time consuming. So I, I recently created one workflow where the moment that Faro email arrives and it's related to SEO or marketing or AI, uh, alone it will generate a draft from that query from uh, the AI will make.com, takes that query uh, and generates a reply. That's a great tip there. So Harrow obviously help a reporter out and it's a service that you can use um, to, if you want to be the thought leader, you want to provide a quote to a journalist, then if you can get back to them as soon as possible, you're obviously more likely to be featured within their story. Exactly. So it's really time to do that every day because Carol sends you three emails per day, Monday to Friday. So you either have a person, it, you could outsource it with a VA, which is one of, part of, of my tip, like, okay, outsource it with a VA or use automation. You can find Victoria Olsina over at victoriaolsina.com. Victoria, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Oh, thank you, David. I enjoyed this time with you. Thank you for inviting me. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>